Are you an accredited investor looking for a new opportunity to generate passive income and build the retirement of your dreams? Then elevate your investment game with Viking Capital, where wealth meets wisdom. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, Viking Capital can help guide you towards financial freedom through passive real estate investing. With strong and transparent underwriting, Viking identifies low-risk opportunities with the goal of preserving investor capital and maximizing long-term growth potential. And their accessible and responsive investor relations team will help you understand how each investment will impact your unique financial goals. With $800 million in assets acquired, more than $230 million in equity raised, and more than 5,000 units under management, Viking Capital is your path to early retirement. To learn about Viking Capital's latest investment opportunity, which is available for you right now, visit go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best. That's go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best to get started today. Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, Promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Diversification. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Even cities. If you think, okay, I'm diversified, but every one of my pieces of real estate is in St. Louis, Missouri, you're still not diversified. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Ash Patel, and I'm with today's guest, Angela Healy. Angela is joining us from Lakewood, Colorado. She's the CEO and owner of Avenue West Managed Global Housing and Avenue West Global Franchise. Angela's portfolio consists of over 500 units. Angela, thank you for joining us. And how are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me, Ash. It's our pleasure. Before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Absolutely. So Avenue West Managed Corporate Housing is a network of real estate agencies focused on fully furnished residential housing for corporations. So corporations will bring people in on assignment or they relocate people to their location and they need housing for 30 or longer days. Our average stay is about four months. So we're just providing that for our corporate clients. That sounds very lucrative. 
It sure is. Thank you. All right. So you said it's a collection of real estate agencies. They're all Avenue West, and we have 15 cities across the country right now looking to grow in a lot more cities. So expansion is on a horizon. But the companies that we're working with, whether they're headquartered in Denver or in California or on the East Coast, they have offices throughout the country. So they're asking us to be in additional cities. So we're actively looking for additional agents to join our agency. When you say agents, Angela, do you mean real estate agents? Yes. Yes. Okay, so if I'm a real estate agent in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and I want to become a part of Avenue West, what do I do? We are a franchise. So there is a franchise disclosure document that we would need to get to you. But then we would bring you through all the training, teach you how to do corporate housing to provide the properties exactly like the corporations are looking for. And then There's also additional real estate business that comes kind of ancillary to the corporate housing. So the corporate housing is a good feeder for one investors that are looking at putting properties in your program. You can help them buy or sell those properties. But then two, as people are relocating to the area, you can be the agent to help them buy their permanent location after they've stayed in your temporary housing. Interesting. So you convert a client into a homeowner. Yes, we do. (laughs) Okay. Do you have to be a real estate agent? Because this sounds like a lot of fun, but I don't want to get my real estate license. Sure. So in order to manage other people's properties, you do have to be a licensed realtor. If you want to partner with someone who is a realtor, maybe they could do the real estate side and you could do the corporate housing side. So we have seen a little bit of that, but somebody does need to have a real estate license. Got it. So this is not for me. How did you get started in this? When I was very little, my parents had rental properties that they rented out fully furnished and saw how lucrative that was compared to unfurnished. They actually put all four children through private college with that side business of theirs. So after I graduated from college, I was a commercial lender. I had nothing to do with real estate. But I did get my real estate license on the side and thought, oh, I'll just dabble in this. And then as I got into it and saw how much opportunity there really was in what we were doing, I moved over from commercial lending and haven't looked back. Angela, right now, all the rage is short-term rentals. Who makes more money, the STR folks or the corporate housing people? Certainly from a short-term rental, if you're in a vacation spot where you can rent out the property pretty consistently on an annual basis, not just we have people come in the summer and then in the winter you're vacant, you can really work that property and make the most out of that investment. What I think, when I think of corporate housing, it's definitely the sweet spot in my opinion, because it's not quite as much work as all the turn and flips and wear and tear that you get from a vacation rental, but we still make very high dollar for our fully furnished property. So I think it's the sweet spot. Is there a price point that you shoot for? I'm assuming higher end properties. It is. So corporations are paying top dollar for the properties. They want a class A property. We're not looking for a transition neighborhood because the other thing corporations are looking for is safety because they're responsible for the employees that they're putting into the property. So if something were to happen to that employee, 
that's a real concern of theirs. So they're really looking for safety and security. A lot of our buildings that we work with have 24-hour doormen, the fob access, real secure buildings. So really it's that class A. You want it to be newer. You want to have newer finishes. Really have it be a high-end product that you're offering to the corporations. Angela, do you cater to families or individuals? And the example that I'm thinking of, let's say there's a vice president who comes from across the coast. They're staying in one of your properties. Does she bring her family in or is it just her and she flies home to visit her family? Do you have to accommodate families or individuals? We do. Pre-COVID, a lot of times the individual traveler may come and they may stay in a one bedroom. So about 75% of our units were one bedroom properties, and then they would fly home on the weekends. Post-COVID, we really saw a shift in our overall portfolio mix, where now about 15% of our properties are those single family homes because the family unit is traveling with the executive. A lot of the children can do online school or whatever it might be. So they're sticking together as a family unit. And some of them are using the opportunity to say, okay, I don't need to be in California anymore to go into my job every single day of the week. So why don't I use this opportunity to give my children a great education and go to different locations, have them experience the culture and everything that that new city has to offer for a month, and then go to another city and do it again. So we're seeing some of that as well. So about 15% of our portfolio is now single family homes with yards, capability of accepting pets. So all of that is on the table now. Is that trending higher or has that plateaued? That is a really good question. If you had asked me a couple of months ago, I would say it was trending higher. But recently, I think we are seeing people coming back to the one bedrooms as well. So it may have plateaued. I still think there will always be a need for it because people will always be relocating. It's just whether that was quite as high as it was post-pandemic. Got it. And in terms of location... Do you strive to be near Fortune 500 headquarters, new emerging industries? What's the magic there? Certainly Fortune 500 headquarters. Corporations want their employees to be as close as possible. So I have people come to me all the time. I'm only 10 miles away, but it's just not the right property. If they can be within walking distance to that corporate headquarters, that is ideal. So if you're a commercial real estate agent or investor, and you're putting a commercial property up, you want to look around and say, okay, who's going to not only rent this building from me, but if it is a Fortune 500 company, where are they going to put their employees in corporate housing once they rent this building? That's a key consideration, I think, when you're a commercial investor. As the real estate owner, how do you find the corporate housing person in charge for whatever corporation you're approaching? Ah, that's one of our secret sauces, right? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, we want investors to come and put their properties in with our program because we have those relationships. And we have a team of national salespeople of which we just added a very high power industry veteran, Britt Bemis, to our team. And they're bringing those relationships to the table. So 
if a particular company is letting people go and consolidating, that's still good for corporate housing because they're consolidating those employees to a new location, new city, and will provide the housing during that consolidation. So whether they're adding people's tracking, whatever it may be, as long as they are changing the number of employees that they have, that's good for corporate housing. And we see that activity. So a few weeks ago when Microsoft announced they're laying off 10,000 people, that's when you want to swarm in and say, hey, look, I got you. <laughs> Is that right? We, we certainly can I because think- they're not going to keep every commercial location that they currently have. They're going to consolidate those people into fewer locations because they're looking at that expense as well. It's not just the people, it's the facilities and everything associated with it. Interesting. So a company like Microsoft, well, maybe not that big, most large corporations, is their corporate housing person centralized or are they regionalized? For most of them, they are centralized. They have a mobility manager that will handle those relationships and they work with the relocation company that they have contracted out. So between those two, they would handle most of that activity. So one of your companies, Gillette or Miller Coors, can call you and say, Angela, what do you have in Memphis, Tennessee? So you're the point person for them. Correct. And then you scramble and find something in Memphis, Tennessee. (laughs) Well, hopefully we have it in our inventory already. If we don't, we have partners across the country that can also help us facilitate an area where we might not have something directly. I would think partnering with short-term rental owners would be ideal because their suites, their apartments, their resorts are already furnished. Has that worked out in the past or no? Not always. A lot of times the short-term, like the Airbnbs, whether they are somebody's secondary residence and there's too much personal property inside the property, when a property owner puts their property in with Avenue West, we will go through and completely make it to our standard. No personal items, not a lot of fluff associated with it, but has all the required furniture and internet and everything associated. Angela, we were talking about short-term rentals being ideal for corporate housing, and you made a great point in that you can't have personal items left behind because if you're staying somewhere for four months, you want it to feel like home and not like you're borrowing somebody else's house, right? Correct. Yeah, that makes a lot of um, sense. Yes, and a lot of the properties that we walk into, we just end up having to completely come in and convert them over to our standards. And then once they get up to that standard, then they typically leave it that way instead of their personal items still being there. And this might be a silly question, but does it come fully furnished with towels, extra linens, kitchenware, everything? It does. And we have that standard list of inventory that's required. And then we also do a linen and towels service. So the property owners aren't leaving linens and towels in. We're providing those items into the property such that whenever we do a maid service or a turn clean, we're able to just come in, take all those items out and put fresh in and then wash them back at our industrial machines back at our location instead of trying to run them through the washing machine at the property. Industrial machines. So you're scaling each location that you go to. They're not one-offs. What's the minimum number to where you can leave some of the pain? 
Every new franchise, our target is to get them to a minimum of 30 properties. Whoa. Okay. One person or a husband and wife team can easily handle the 30 properties. If that franchise owner then wants to scale larger than that, they can. So we have several offices that have over 100 properties, and that's where you really see the economies of scale and job responsibilities as well. You're able to hire people specifically for certain jobs instead of one person wearing every hat. I'm assuming you have to go into major cities. What's the most rural market you have? So right now we do have an office in Fort Collins, Colorado. Our target is to have at least a million people or more. What's unique about Fort Collins is that it has the university there that does a lot of tech spinoffs. So bigger companies like Microsoft have an office there. So we're able to piggyback off of some of the tech that's associated with that. We also have a location in Colorado Springs, which is a real defense city, has several military bases all within a 30-mile radius of each other. So there can be other drivers, but yes, our target is a million or more in the population. We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Are you a real estate investor looking to break into the multifamily investing space? Have you heard of MFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 12th through the 14th? The multi Family Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from over 60 high-level apartment investors while networking with more than 700 additional investors. If that's not enough for you, A-Rod, yep, Alex Rodriguez, 12-time Major League Baseball All-Star with over $700 million of commercial real estate assets, will be live and in person speaking at the event. Also speaking is the one and only Dr. Robert Cialdini, the godfather of influence and the award-winning author. I personally love his books. So be sure to secure your tickets to this live in-person event before they're gone. Go to MFINCon.com for more details. Sponsorship opportunities are also available. Visit MFINCON.com today. Use the promo code BESTEVER to get $200 off your tickets. That's MFINCON.com. All right, my wheels are turning here. Let's take Bentonville, Arkansas, for example, the home of Walmart. Walmart, Uh, yeah. Do you have anything there? I don't. I would love to, but I don't. (laughs) Well, so how do we evaluate that? Walmart's been one of the biggest companies out there for many years. I would imagine there's a ton of hotels around their headquarters. Mm -hmm. Is there a way to analyze that market and see if there's a need for short-term corporate housing? Sure. And if you think about it, if you're a corporation and you're going to give your employee that experience, I'm going to recruit you and bring you to our headquarters. Do you want to put them in a hotel for three months? Ah, That's not really a good, viable, long-term option. Some people may like it. They might like the happy hour and the free breakfast that comes along with it. But at the end of the day, do you want to be eating out all the time? Do you want to be able to cook your own food? Do you want to have more space than 350 to 400 square feet? Do you want to have a real desk, maybe a full office or just a little desk area? So there's some considerations. Do you have outdoor space? Is there a balcony? Most hotels just have the windows and sometimes they don't even open. So it's really the experience that we're trying to offer to the employee and in a tight labor market, that experience can mean everything with regards to them choosing your job over someone else's. That is a great point because you're right. How long does somebody want to spend in a hotel? Even if it is like an executive suite, you want a proper kitchen, maybe a Mm -hmm. patio or a garage to put your car in. 
Well, it's a rental yeah. car, so you probably don't care. But I get that. I totally get that. Like, have your family over. You're not going to yes. invite them over if you're in a really cool area. What are you going to do? Invite them over and have them stay in your suite? Or, yeah. you know, it'd be nice to have the kids. <laughs> yeah, have the kids have their own room. Great mm-hmm. point. So even if a market is already penetrated, there's still room where you can go in there, maybe provide a better service or a higher end home to mm-hmm. capture some of that market share. Yeah. And the other piece that we see corporate housing is with summer interns. So the reason that corporations bring summer interns in is not just to get some work done over the summer, but it's to qualify these people to potentially become employees of their organization afterwards. So where 20 years ago, you might've put four interns into a two bedroom and had them bunk up. Now, some of these corporations that really have a very tight labor market are really pulling out all the stops for their interns in terms of their housing in order to be able to then recruit them after they graduate. Again, my wheels are turning. I'm thinking when the college students are no longer in school is when the interns start. So you can find something that you can rent for a very high amount over the summer. Great solution. (laughs) Are you targeting, other than just corporations, traveling nurses or airline pilots? Yes. Anyone who is moving around, absolutely. And it's not just traveling nurses and doctors or the airline pilots. And typically with the airline pilots, what the airlines does is they will find properties and then they'll rotate the people out depending on who's flying in that day and who's flying out. So a little bit different of a service, but certainly very viable. But then also, what if the insurance claims something happens to your home, it got flooded, there was a fire, and you have to move out. So we do see insurance claims. We also see, especially in in the tight housing market, we saw where people were selling their home before purchasing another home because they couldn't have the contingency in order to be able to be successful in purchasing that new home. So we were putting them up even for a temporary stay, whether it be a 30, 60 day, 90 day stay, depending on how long it took them to find their new house or if they're building a house and it's not ready yet, but yet they had to sell the old house in order to qualify for the loan. We also see grandparents, they're coming to visit the brand new grandbaby, but they don't want to be in the house with the grandbaby. They want to be able to go somewhere else and put their head down and be able to sleep that night. But they want to be around for a month in order to help their daughter or their son. I love that. And I don't know that people ever think of that. How do the grandparents know to look for short-term housing instead of a hotel or an Airbnb? We do advertise on Airbnb. All of our properties are listed there, but they're just there for a minimum of a 30-day stay. So a lot of times we do find that particular tenant through Airbnb or their children may know of us in the area already. So sometimes it's a referral from the child. Angela, what's the minimum length of stay? It is 30 days. Some cities like Las Vegas, it's 31 days. They might have a slightly different requirement, but we're trying to stay within the real estate law of that particular city where we're not doing the hotel lodging tax items. So So for someone that's visiting family for an extended period of time, or if you have family visiting you, maybe do a search for corporate housing instead Mm -hmm. of short-term rentals. Yes. That's a great hack. And then you're going to find a property that is 100% serviced by a company that's used to dealing with 
that duty of care that we have as a Corporate Housing Providers Association member. We have a duty of care to every one of our guests. So you know that you're going to get the quality of what you're looking for. I would imagine your furnishings have to be higher end and not the typical Ikea living room set. Correct. Correct. We, we want something that's going to live the life of the property. Well, maybe not the property, but to have a longer term life than dorm room furniture or something like that. So yes. Angela, do you take on investors or do your franchisees take on investors? Yes, that's what we're looking for. So we're managing other people's properties. So we're looking for investors that want to invest in this type of real estate. Really what I tell investors is that you should look at your real estate portfolio like your stock portfolio. You do stocks, you do bonds, you do high tech, you do more blue chip, you diversify your portfolio. And this is one of the ways that you can diversify your real estate portfolio. If I'm an investor, but I don't own property, can I partner with you or one of your franchisees and say, let's go out and find a really cool house that we can split on your corporate website? We are real estate agents, so we can help that investor find the right property that would best suit our program. Because not every property works for corporate housing, so we can point you to, okay, this would be the perfect investment if you wanted to go this route. So here are the numbers here are the costs, here's the potential revenues, so they can run their ROI numbers. Okay, I like this. So I can have you or your team find a house for me to buy. I get the title, I get the depreciation, and you manage the whole process, and then I get a cut of the revenue. Correct, absolutely. Uh, now we're talking. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. your model, but I'm not going <laughs> to rent out corporate housing, and I'm not going to seek out tenants, but what a great passive model. I love mm -hmm. it. It is. And then we can also help you furnish it as well. So if you're purchasing something brand new and it's not furnished yet, we offer services to help you furnish the property to our standards where you don't even have to lift a finger. We can just come in, do the whole thing, get it all set up, get the photos taken and start to market it and run with it. And I'm not going to hold you to this answer, but I would imagine the furniture is an immediate write-off. You would have to talk to your tax advisor. Um, in some <laughs> cases, it's five years, but uh, I guess okay. it just depends. <laughs> Got it. Awesome. Angela, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? My best advice ever is that diversification. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, even cities. If you think, okay, I'm diversified, but every one of my pieces of real estate is in St. Louis, Missouri, you're still not diversifying. So through the Avenue West program, you have access to multiple cities to invest in. So diversify that way as well. Angela, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Okay. I'm not sure what this is. <laughs> You're about to find out then. All okay. right, Angela, what's the best ever book you recently read? Oh, The Art of Breathing. What was your big takeaway from that? Sometimes so much gets piled on you and just feels like a lot of stress. And I think sometimes we forget that we just need to sit down and breathe. And do we remember how to breathe? Because breathing is so natural, but it really helps me with regards to stress reduction. Is that why you come off so calm, cool, and collected? <laughs> Good for you. I hope so. <laughs> you absolutely do. Angela, what's the best ever way you like to give back? We have Avenue West Cares, and we partner with a homeless shelter in every one of our cities, and we give a meal for every reservation. So we're just trying to commit to our local communities to help 
fights that homelessness or people who are in transition just on the other end of what we're doing. And then also all of our used furniture and linens and towels, we donate to that same organization. Angela, our last question we have on our lightning round is how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? So you passed the lightning round with flying colors and how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? Our email address is global at avenuewest.com. You can also find us at avenuewest.com on our website. Um, We're at LinkedIn, we're Facebook, Instagram, however you like to see your social media, we are there. Angela, thank you again for blowing my mind with your business model. I love what you're doing. Thanks for educating myself and the best ever listeners on corporate housing. I can't thank you enough. Again, thank you. Thank you for having me, Ash. I really do appreciate the opportunity. And sorry about the internet going out. That's okay. Um, We salvaged it because you're calm, cool, and collected. You didn't panic. Oh, great. Best ever listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review. Share this podcast with someone you think can benefit from it. Also, follow, subscribe, and have a best ever day. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Joe Fairless here again. And one last thing before you go, would you like to receive a short weekly email with proven tips from experienced investors, free tools and resources, and a roundup of the week's most relevant news and Best Ever content? Well, if so, join the community of nearly 15,000 commercial real estate passive and active investors who receive the Best Ever newsletter. Just go to bestevercre.com forward slash access and you'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you for listening and have a best ever day.